Hey everybody, Jeremy Markovich here. Two quick notes before we get going. First, this podcast has a new home. It's now part of the North Carolina Rabbit Hole, which you can find at ncrabbithole.com. There you can check out previous episodes of Away Message. You can find any new episodes that we're putting out. And if you like this podcast, I think, no guarantees, but I think you will like my weekly newsletter. It is about weird North Carolina stuff comes out every Thursday. It is free if you want it to be, and you can sign up at ncrabbithole.com. Second, this episode was produced during my time at Our State Magazine. Now, I happen to think that most of it still holds up, but some of the promo codes and websites that I mention may no longer work. Okay, here's the show. So today, we are going to start with a game. Welcome to the Long Jump Challenge. <laughs> it's actually it more of a Tuesday. bet. We've just come on up on a creek crossing. There is no super obvious best way across. Okay, here's the setup. There are two hikers, actually a husband and a wife. They're deep in the woods on the mountains to see trail. There's a stream. There's no bridge. There's a sort of island of rocks about Aaron's estimating five feet from the bank that we're standing on. And I think that I can jump to it. And he doesn't think so. I think she is delusional. So he's going to take my pack. So the bet is this. If Lexi can jump across the creek and stay dry, Aaron has to carry her pack for the next half mile. If she doesn't make it, well, then Lexi just has to deal with the shame of coming up short. Also, she'll be soaking wet. In making her case, Lexi said, I did long jump in middle school track. Which wasn't even true. Which wasn't even true. (laughs) I'm calling that she slips on takeoff and lands about two feet shy of the island. No way. Here. Here we go. One. Two. Three. (laughs) <laughs> I was very close. <laughs> She's got one wet foot. That was the scream you heard. <laughs> Did Lexi actually win? I don't know. I don't know because I wasn't there. That bit of audio was emailed to me by Aaron and Lexi, who by this point had been sending me all kinds of things. Yeah, I don't know why. I just started imagining a little burrito from Taco Bell. You did? Yeah, some hot sauce. Tell me about it. And after listening to like 40 voice memos from Aaron and Lexi, I felt like I had a good idea of who they were. For example, I knew that they're ruthlessly positive. Checking in in the middle of our first period of rain. It feels good, though. It's (laughs) cooling us off, and honestly, it's a treat. I knew how they finished each other's thoughts. Pretty good day. A pretty good day. It was 11 miles. adventurous. Yep. And I discovered their love for low-stakes competition. We just finished a round of poker in our tent. Lexi's because... currently 25 cents up on me. Here's the thing. Even though I felt like I knew Aaron and Lexi, I hadn't actually met Aaron and Lexi. At least not in person. So when we did actually meet up face-to-face... Um, all right, so... I don't be nervous. It's fine. You've been, you've been talking into a phone for, for, for weeks. 40 yeah, days. yeah, 40 days. 
it felt less like an interview and more like I was just shooting the breeze with some friends. It's a broad question, but like, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going? Mostly awesome. Aaron and Lexi are both 27 years old. They live in Tennessee, just got married a year before. Aaron has red hair and freckles and a beard. Lexi has dark hair and glasses. They were wearing bucket hats and generic workout clothes, and you could tell their shirts and shorts and faces and arms had all seen a lot of sun. By the time I met them, they'd already put in hundreds of miles on the mountains to sea trail, and they were spending the night at the Oak Ridge Town Park. Their campsite was behind a maintenance shed next to a fountain and a playground, but also, conveniently, about two miles from my house. So one night, I drove over, said hello, sat with them underneath the pavilion, and I said, okay, I know you're not even halfway finished, but have you had any big revelations, any epiphanies, any major changes in your worldview? Walking it's, is wildly inefficient. It is. I mean, it's comically inefficient. So we we did <laughs> we did the three say. we did the three days with Lexi's dad, and then we caught a shuttle back to where he had parked. So we hiked for three days, and then our shuttle to you know it was like twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm going, Oh my god! He was gosh, like so demoralized. What are we <laughs> it doing? It took us five minutes to drive here. So you may have a couple of questions at this point, like why were Aaron and Lexi sending me a bunch of voice memos from the trail? And why didn't you meet them before now? And also, why are there going to be two people named Aaron in this podcast? To answer those questions, I have to explain a little bit about how this season of Away Message came together. Back when I thought about doing eight episodes about the Mountains to Sea Trail, I knew I wouldn't be able to take a few months and hike the whole thing myself. So I contacted the fine folks of the Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail and said, hey, if anyone gets in touch with you and tells you that they're going to be hiking the whole thing, let me know. So that's how I got hooked up with Aaron Brennan, the hiker you heard in the first two episodes. And everything felt like it worked itself out. Except there was a potential problem. What if Aaron set out and didn't finish? What if she got hurt or gave up or had some kind of emergency that pulled her off the trail? I did not want that to happen, obviously. But, and this is going to sound crass, but it's the kind of calculation that journalists and producers have to make. If Aaron Brennan didn't reach the end, I wouldn't have a podcast to bring to you. So I got in touch with Aaron and Lexi because I needed to, you know, hedge my bets. Now, I missed the beginning of their hike. They actually left two weeks before Aaron Brennan did. But right away, they started sending me little audio journals of their trip. We are just getting started on day two. We've got about an 11-mile day. And immediately, I could tell that their experience was going to be very different. It's going to be a fun game to make someone eat a spoonful of peanut butter and then try to sing like a karaoke song. <laughs> Every hiker hikes differently, they see things differently, they have different motivations, different feelings, they deal with stress differently. Aaron, E-R-I-N, was pretty straightforward. Army veteran, well-prepared, supported by a nonprofit called Warrior Expeditions, looking for a transition in her life. Lexi and Aaron, that's A-A-R-O-N, were kind of whimsical characters. This super positive, overly chill, annoyingly cute couple, they could not be any more different. 
Aaron Brennan seemed like she just was ready to attack this trail. Aaron and Lexi. So we're <laughs> like not we didn't make really it. train for this. But just like you can't oversimplify the MST, you also can't oversimplify the Harrises. Because underneath the singing and the joking and the sunny disposition, Aaron and Lexi are out here seeking a deeper meaning. The trail is teaching them new things every day, and they're getting a crash course in something that a lot of us are dealing with right now. What happens when you're isolated in a strange situation with someone you love? It's kind of like drinking from a fire hose in a way. From Our State Magazine, this is Away Message, Season 4, a trip across North Carolina on the Mountains to Sea Trail. I'm Jeremy Markovich. So, um, you all live in Tennessee. We and do. you're here in North Carolina. So <laughs> so how did you decide to commit so fully to a state that you don't live in to hike across? <laughs> to uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Well, it's shorter than the Appalachian Trail. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was a good length. and The mixed element, I think, part of this trail was really appealing to us. So, you know, you're not just in the mountains. You kind of come out of the mountains. Some people bike. We're hiking the whole time, except for... Um, towards the innumerable kayak, the Noose River. Yeah. So kind of that, and then ending on the beach is just like awesome. Yeah. So when did it go from being theoretical to okay, we're gonna do this thing? <laughs> so we were, uh, we were gonna move from Nashville. I think we sort of agreed Nashville was not long term. That's where we did school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just stayed for about a year and a half working. So we decided to move, and we had to quit our jobs. And then we started tossing around possibilities of, you know, we have to quit our jobs anyway. We could do this. We could do that for a month, for a month or two. And then kind of stumbled on this trail, good length. And it didn't take long before it became very concrete. Like, yeah, yeah we should do that. It fell into place fast. <laughs> yeah. Aaron and Lexi made this decision in December. Five months later... They were hiking through the mountains of Western North Carolina, where the trail is at its trailiest. The MST starts up on Klingman's Dome along the Tennessee border, runs through the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, down into the town of Cherokee, and across the Nantahala National Forest. Then it runs past Asheville, goes up over Mount Mitchell, the highest point on the eastern seaboard. Then it weaves its way over to Blowing Rock, and finally, the MST comes out of the mountains at Stone Mountain State Park. That is 350 miles of trail, and parts of it are really remote. At one point, the MST goes about 23 miles between road crossings. It runs over a lot of federal land, which means no development, which means there aren't a lot of places to resupply, which means you have to carry what you need to survive for a long time. It's really quiet in some spots, but in other places, where the route runs along the Blue Ridge Parkway, you can hear a lot of cars and camper vans going by. There can be a ton of shade. Parts of the Pisgah National Forest are thick with stands of spruce and rhododendron thickets. On the other hand, when you cross the Linville Gorge, there is zero shade, no shelter. It's rocky and steep and rugged. So when you know that all of that is ahead of you, it can be kind of hard to process. What is it like to get to Klingman's Dome and know that you have this whole (laughs) thing ahead of you? Long way to go. Oh gosh, it was so overwhelming. 
This is Aaron and Lexi. We are at the trailhead about to head up to the Klingman's Dome Overlook. <laughs> Lexi, how are you feeling? Excited. Day one, here we come. Anything other than excited? Uh, slightly nervous. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. A little bit chilly. A little chilly. It's a little <laughs> cold. It's very foggy. Lexi still, you know, in recounting that those first couple days... I said it's you know it's really exciting everything's new we're sitting on a log in a beautiful clearing right next to a creek which you might be able to hear you know every flower we're going oh wow look at that and highlights included lots of beautiful wildflowers yes um, and trees and trees um, and the smokies are beautiful and so the first couple of days was kind of this this glossy you know honeymoon any bad things from the day Hmm. Not really that I can think of. My shoulders are a little sore. Yeah, yeah. It poured on us the second day and like, no big deal. We didn't care at all. I have mixed feelings. It's like, uh, I want to make sure nothing important gets wet, but it feels good on my face, so. And you got hit by a hailstorm pretty early on. Hailstorm, night we two. Did. We just encountered a pretty severe hailstorm. Um, Hail, probably the size of your your standard marble. So <laughs> that we did was spring for a hotel in Cherokee because it was, was going to pour for like pour for a day like, and a half yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But that soon after was maybe the low point of the trail. That's true. It was day four. So yeah, yeah. We hopefully we just uh, did laundry in the hotel shower. So we just uh, hung everything up to dry, and, and we're using the uh, hair dryer to uh, assist in that process. Only and that it didn't. Dry. It did not dry. So we had wet sleeping clothes and wet. You know, the clothes we put on the next morning were wet. And then we go out into this torrential downpour for like. Four or five hours that morning, cleared up a little bit, and then we hiked up a mountain, and it got cold. And so it then, wasn't sunny. That was the big kicker: was that it was like fifties. So we had wet clothes. We were soaking wet, and it was cold. And the sun wasn't coming out to dry anything out. Lexi was very worried that nothing was going to dry before we got to camp. So you had kind of two traumatic experiences. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know, like, I mean, there's, there's, there's a very real thing, and there's like, with, uh, I don't know what percentage of the, of people, I forget the percentage of people on the, on the Appalachian Trail that like drop out in the first hundred miles, the first five hundred, you know, it's, 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 it's very really high, <laughs> and, it's and I'm wondering, like, I mean, you know, you've, you've kind of committed to this, but also there's a moment where you're out here, like, wondering, like, what am I gonna, what am I doing here, what like, we like do? you know, we're, we're not that far into it, like, are you, are you thinking, like, I've you know, we, we, we could always bail if, this is, if it's been like this the whole time. <laughs> right. This is a great five-day trip. Yeah. I think something that's been really healthy for us was that we just kind of have taken a mindset of, you know, we're on an extended vacation. We don't have to be doing this. And if it's not, like, if we're not learning, if we're not growing, if, if it's not fun, like, we don't have to. You know, nothing's at stake except for our, our pride, really. The <laughs> people we've told that we were going to do this. It's taken the pressure off of, like, we have to finish this. Like, we have to grind it out. We have to, um, I don't know, complete for me, this journey. For me, I don't know. I don't remember if we talked about this beforehand. But 
for me, part of this experience, you know, part of what drew me to this hike um, was that it would be difficult. So when we had those kind of tough moments, um, it, it was all, it was sort of all part of the plan in the back of my mind, you know, this is going to be hard and that's part of what makes it worthwhile. And so after the hailstorm and the life lesson about hotel room laundry, the trip keeps swinging back and forth between highs and lows. One day, things are up. We're standing on a bridge overlooking Skinny Dip Falls. It is stunning. And then they're down. Lexi Harris, you just suffered the first fall of the trail. How do you feel? Sad. The whole time, they're steadily moving forward. 10, 15, sometimes 20 miles a day. Two weeks in, Aaron and Lexi have already covered about 175 miles, and they've hit the highest point on the trail. We made it to the top, Mount Mitchell. We made it. Not long after that, they're coming up on the Linville Gorge. And we are wondering what happened to this forest. Lots of charred trees. And on May 23rd, they're rolling up to Grandfather Mountain. Walking alongside uh, the Lynn Cove Viaduct of the Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, so cool. In between those landmarks, there are long stretches of nothing. We're, we're day six of an eight-day stretch out with no showers or clothes washing or towns or anything. It is quite humid today, and we are feeling our lack of shower status. And so, after that initial period where you notice every tree and every waterfall and every flower and every butterfly, there's just a lot of killing time. Let me tell you about a game that is getting us through. What you do is you come up with two words that rhyme in your head. So, say yellow fellow. Um, And then... So you know that, you're the clue giver, so then you give your partner a synonym for each. So for that one, you could say gold pal. So your partner knows that, okay, I've got to come up with synonyms for that pair that rhyme. And the answer would be yellow fellow Here's in one this for case. You. Okay. Moist airplane. Sit on that for a while. We'll check back in a bit. <laughs> now, I've talked to a lot of long-distance hikers over the years, and a good chunk of them were sick of working. They just wanted to do something that wasn't a 9-to-5 job. But after a while on the trail, all of them realized that hiking for hundreds of miles is work. They realized that they've traded one daily routine for another. It's 8.37. Packing up camp for the first time in the rain. Nearly every day follows the same template. You get up, eat, break camp, hike, eat some more... We have, what, six tortillas? Yep. Hike some more, set up camp, have dinner, and go to bed. We are officially inside our sleeping quilt and hoping to be asleep very soon. And both pretty tired. (laughs) And the next day you get up and you do it again. And again. And again. For Aaron and Lexi, that repetition really started to hit after three weeks and more than 250 miles on the trail. We're just kind of... Yeah. Trudging along, step after step. Legs feel a little heavy. <laughs> Legs feel a little a heavy. Mundane part of just walking lots of miles every day and then repeating. 
but we're really looking forward to blowing rock. Yes. Having a little break, hot meals, shower, laundry. Cold beer. A bed. A bed. Oh, those things. <laughs> it's, it's the little things. I mean, those simple pleasures are just so exponentially better. It was Memorial Day weekend when Aaron and Lexi got to Blowing Rock, a small little tourist town with a bunch of intimate restaurants and galleries and shops. They stayed in a motel, did laundry, had burgers and french fries, walked through the town square. Now, for most of us, that doesn't seem like an overly stimulating time. For them, it was a godsend, because over the last few weeks, their senses had been recalibrated. There's a richness and a, and a fullness to the experience. Like even our cold potatoes, when you're really hungry, mm-hmm. they just, they're, they're great. Like they taste good and, and we need them. And I'm really thankful that they're there. And there's just a fullness to the experience that I want to figure out how to preserve and enable just in my daily life. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to be sleepwalking through hot coffee and home-cooked meals. Like, if if I could go home and have a fuller experience of all those things that we left to, to do this trail, that would be just an enormous change in success. At this point, Aaron and Lexi still had a little more than 900 miles to go. They'd already learned a lot about themselves and each other. Coming up, what it's like to be with the one you love on the trail. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That part of the story, when away message continues. It's 7.20. 7.20 on Saturday, the 25th, and we are... That's where we're going We today. are walking the Blowing Rock, Lexi. We have What been... do you want? What do you want for, for lunch? What are you craving right now? All right. You know what Aaron and Lexi talk about in their voice memos, like, all the time? Peanut butter is so good. Like, I love it so much. Food. Pizza has been on my mind Pizza. for a while. <laughs> It sounds so good. What do you drink with like pizza? Like cheesy bread, like hot. What do you drink with hot cheesy bread? I don't know. It might be a game time decision. Game time decision. That is food that you dream about before you get into town. Then there's food that only barely qualifies as food. You guessed it. That's the sound of good old-fashioned pop rocks. And then there's celebration food, mm-hmm. trail style. Uh, you can hear the water in the background. Uh, about to enjoy some brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts. Oh, yeah. And so, this might come as no surprise, when Lexi's dad came out to hike for a little while... We've got a hiking guest. State your name. <laughs> I'm Dan Ely. He pointed something out about the food. Uh, it's it's kind of Spartan, this life. Out <laughs> uh, with, uh, as you know, uh, no hot food and, uh, you know, kind of just 
as little as you can get by with. The no hot food thing, we're not we're not carrying a stove, so we're not cooking any of our food. We'll we'll cold soak things and then we'll just eat anything that would last on a shelf, yes. basically beef jerky, granola bars, etc. That was pretty mind blowing kind of to him. Shock, I don't you know? think it's pro- it's probably been decades since he hasn't had hot coffee in the morning and he just was having a hard time wrapping his mind around that. <laughs> but other than Lexi's dad, the Harrises really aren't running into a lot of people on the trail. They spend almost all of their time with each other. You feel like you're a good team on the trail? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, I think we're a good team. I think we're a pretty good team. Yeah. We're, we're definitely learning about each other and... Yeah. Um, kind of I don't know learning how to respond and how each one of us will respond in certain situations or what are big stressors and because we respond to things differently so (laughs) take some how's that like most people how is that (laughs) so I so well I was I tend to I, I tend to sort of just draw away from people you know if, if something's stressful I'm gonna go quiet I'm probably thinking distant. Uh, I, I get very distant um, kind of withdrawn and she does not do well with that I do not respond well I think so it's so interesting being on this trail and where it's usually just the two of us it's kind of this bizarre space where we're never alone because we're always together but we're rarely around other people for any length of time yeah and so and we also just don't have the distractions or like the things you can turn to in normal life if when you're, you're feeling stressed <laughs> or sad or lonely or whatever it's like i can't just go call my girlfriend or turn on a tv show or you know Pop some popcorn. Go to the gym or whatever it is I would do. And Aaron can't do the things he would do. And so we just like sit in what we're experiencing. And so I think when Aaron is in an unhealthy place, like it affects me more because there's nowhere I can go to kind of let off that steam or numb it, so to speak. Um, when I withdraw, so when it's he like withdraws, just painfully like, it's like, to you. It's so apparent. It's like, I already feel so isolated out here. Like, we already don't have community. And when I feel like I don't have him, that that will make me come off trail faster than anything else. Like, that will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. So, you know, to prevent that, we've discussed it. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, we've had honest conversation. And, you know, he knows that now. And... You know, we've tried to prevent it from getting to that point. And I think when you're stressed, you just want to, like, probably, you're probably hyper aware of people and relationships, and you want to be really close. We're, like, exact opposites in stress. (laughs) (laughs) So, Yeah, I mean, that's been challenging, but I think that's been a really meaningful way that we've grown and thing that we've been learning about each other and... Um, that's been cool. But, uh, you know, I just wondered, like, there's this thing, like, people give you marriage advice, mm-hmm. and they say, well, you know, you know, early on, <laughs> it's all great, and then something happens. Or, like, the things that people just tell you, yeah. well, you didn't ask them to tell you, but they tell you. Oh, yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, now, now that you've been, like, 
You're still newlyweds, really. But we then are. now, but now you've been like shifted into this other thing that most newlyweds don't do. And I'm wondering if now you're like thinking about all the advice you've been given, or like, or like you look at other couples and like they have it easy. We have to spend all this time together, or like, or like, or we're, or we're lucky because we get to experience, you know, like how all that advice and being a newlywed and being married, all that sets up versus like now you're in the woods together all day every day and like. Oh, man. The blessings and the curses of that. It's kind of it's baptism by fire, right? And so it's like, so I, I think there's I think there's a little bit of both of that, right? We're newlyweds, and there are these moments where I'm like, gosh, I wish we could just hike a half mile apart for one day, like just a little space. Um, and then there are these really sweet moments where I think I sort of said earlier we have this sense that we're having a rich experience that not a lot of people get to have and there's a depth to this that you know you you don't experience a lot of times maybe in a lifetime so um yeah I mean we're having like years worth of quality (laughs) time and like time for conversation like I mean we're in prayer a ton together like which has been super cool like we just have opportunity to We've planned our future. Yeah, we've been able to think and talk about our future. And Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's crazy. Like, when we think about when we were both working kind of in our Nashville life, and we'd get home late, you know, have dinner. And within a Do couple hours, it was time for bed. Yeah, like, yeah. we just didn't have the time, space, or energy, probably, for all of the things we've gotten to kind of flesh out. Yeah. In the woods. In the woods. So it's, it's sweet. Like, I mean, yeah. So this will be really our advice. Just go into the woods for a few months. <laughs> yeah. And overall, Aaron and Lexi say they're enjoying this. The slow pace, the long days, the time together, everything. Because out here, time slows down. The destination always seems far away. The natural world goes from being a curiosity to a reality that you have to deal with. Food and shelter are always top of mind. But most of the time, not much is happening. And so when something extraordinary does happen, it's magical. It is 12.15 on Thursday, the 23rd of May. Last night, oh, yeah. last night, I woke up around 10.30, 10.45, and it was really dark outside. It was a cloudy night. We were in kind of down in all these trees, and I noticed these little lights, and I sort of blink out of my sleep, and there are just hundreds of these little twinkling lights in the forest and then I see one blink right next to our tent and I knew what it was it was fireflies hundreds of fireflies in a nearly black forest just these little moving lights in every direction every so often all we could see it was all we could see it was unbelievable it, it may be one of my highlights of the trip come the end. It's certainly one of the highlights thus far. It was really beautiful.
May turned into June. And after a month on the trail, after 350 miles of hiking, Aaron and Alexi came out of the mountains and reached a little town in the foothills. That, yeah, Elkins, the Elkin felt like a big shift. Elkin, a place where the mountains of sea trail runs right downtown. A place where backpackers become celebrities. A place where the locals are building new footpaths as fast as they can. And a place where a trip across North Carolina undergoes a big, big change. What's Elkin been like so far? Elkin is not what I expected it to be. We'll meet back up with Aaron Brennan and take you to Elkin in our next episode. Away Message is a production of Our State Magazine, celebrating North Carolina for more than 85 years. Head over to OurState.com, click on subscribe, and use the promo code AWAY to get $5 off a year's subscription. It is our thank you for listening to the show. This episode was produced by me and James Michkowski. Our intern is McKenna Smith. Our website is OurState.com slash podcast. If you like the show, please give us a good rating or review and tell a friend. I'm Jeremy Markovich, and we'll see you right back here in two weeks. Oh, by the way. Oh, is it still on? Yeah. Okay. Wet jet. You were right. Wet jet. That was the answer to the rhyme riddle from earlier. There you go. Great, great work. You're already a star player. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>